0: Hey guys, Lindsay here. Just a note before we get started, my mic had some issues toward the end, so it's gonna sound weird, but we're just gonna roll with it. Cool, 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 cool.
1: Hey guys, welcome to today's table. Today we are talking about the Trinity, God the Father. I'm Samantha. I'm Jen. I'm Hope. And I'm Lindsay. So, before we get talking about everything, I wanted to share a fun fact about my family. So, this weekend, we were talking about the Enneagram, learning a little bit more about it. Uh If you don't know the Enneagram, it's a personality thingamajig, and there are (laughs) nine different types that you could possibly be. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many people are in my family, Jen? Seven. Yes. How many Enneagram types do you think we have covered? You didn't have seven. I do have seven covered. Would you like to know what they are? Oh my, yes oh my God. all seven different types. Two, three, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight, and nine. Was that seven? Yeah. Yeah. Y- yeah. Holy cow. Seven. Missing types. one and four. We are going to be crazy for the rest of our lives. That's what we solidified.
0: Hey, you guys get like the best practice of empathizing with different people because you can empathize with almost literally Mm -hmm. everyone in the world. We know all
1: the types and I know you really well and you're a four. One. One. You know me.
2: That's what I meant. (laughs) You're a one. That's what I meant.
1: She knows me really well, guys. And.
2: uh, But your family can literally hold a workshop. We can hold a workshop. Just come see all the numbers. Absolutely. So that's fun. That's actually
3: really helpful to know though. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: There you go. I'm going to need a lot of hugs <laughs> throughout my life. You got it. Yeah. Not a problem. Yes. So Speaking that. of a family, mm-hmm. but today we're talking about the Trinity. There's only three mm. not persons seven. in that, not seven. That okay. means it's so easy so to understand. Totally easy to understand. <laughs> not? So here we go.
0: Three persons. How many gods? Okay.
1: One god. One cool. god. So... We'll start with the definition.
0: Yeah. So we got to start with Trinity. We've heard, uh, you may have heard growing up in church or from friends that God is Trinity. Um, Something I had always thought was that was like an attribute of God or uh, just something, a characteristic of God, but not necessarily who he is. Um, You can almost have God be synonymous with Trinity. It's just so ingrained in who he is. And so we want to define what that means and kind of talk more about that today. So, God is Trinity would mean, Jen, can you give us a definition for that?
3: Yeah, so God is three distinct persons, one essence, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And
0: each of those persons is fully God. Fully God. Yet there is one God. Cool. If that's not confusing. Done. (laughs) So there you go. That's the episode for today, and we're done. (laughs) Got it. Good. Uh, Yeah, so three distinct persons each have their own role, but they're all fully God, but there's only one God. And so thinking about that, we're going to focus in on God the Father today. Um, And so a lot of times we've heard uh, in the beginning of Genesis, God created the heavens and the earth. So I always have associated God the Father with that, right, as creator. Um, I think something that's really interesting, though, is that for starters, God never acts Alone, like God the Father, mm-hmm. never acts apart from God the Son and God the Spirit. And so, even in that act in the beginning, it's God the Father creating through the Son by the yes. power of the Spirit. Each was fully
1: involved in creation, yes. not mm-hmm. just the Father, exactly. and continued to be fully involved throughout the entire Old Testament, which is weird to think about. But mm-hmm. yep. yeah, yep. He but was.
3: once you start thinking about it, you start seeing it through that lens, though, yes. as you're reading which every is really single act cool. mm-hmm. from the
1: Father mm-hmm. through the Son by the power of the spirit. Yeah.
0: So then if God, I guess we didn't say this as part of the definition, but God eternally exists. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. God has always been, will always be, there's no beginning or end to God. So then before creation, because that was like a point in time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If God was something before creation, he couldn't have been creator. He hadn't created yet. So, what so that brings doing? up a good point. Yeah. yeah. What, what was happening? What, what was creation? he
1: before creation? Yeah and he was father yeah always always eternally the father which means he eternally had to have a son because mm-hmm. you can't be a father if you don't have a son mhm so what <laughs> yeah so god the father primarily is father before creator he is primarily father before creator and if he was creator first then he would have to have a creation in order to be a creator which would create a need that he had God doesn't have need because of that fun word that we've talked about. I say, Asay, say, say. Say. <laughs> yes.
0: That one. Asayity. Yes. But we would say he is asay,
1: asay, asay.
2: Little Matthew
0: McConaughey. <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> self sufficient doesn't have need, right?
0: Yeah, self-sufficient yes. Self sufficient and self sustaining. Yes. Yeah. So, no, self existent. I don't know. I, I, think I think it's
2: helpful, sorry, when we talk about that is God creator if that's our primary identifier for Mm -hmm. God Mm -hmm. that's good it's dependent on us to make him creator because we're Mm -hmm. his creation yes and he's not dependent on us no which is
1: so much freedom yeah like when you really think about the implications of that yeah it's great so he didn't create
3: us because he needed us there you go he he created us out of an overflow of his love
2: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah of his love for who
3: for his son ah
2: even mm-hmm. in his fatherhood, he didn't need us because he was already father. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so. good. And it's yeah. kind
3: of neat thinking that he was father before anything. It kind of makes it more personal thinking yeah. through our relationship with him. Mm-hmm.
0: But what if what if you don't have a father that's like someone that makes you think, you know, like some people yeah. have mm-hmm. really hard relationships with their father yeah. and nobody's perfect. And so no fa- fathers aren't perfect. So how like how can we think rightly about God as father when we have
1: this, picture of our father, you know, of it's our earthly fathers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I mean, do you guys have that person, if it's not your father, do you have that person in your life that you just feel really safe with and you know that they truly know who you are and they make the best assumptions about you and all of that? And so that's what our, that's what, if our father was perfect, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what he would be. Mm-hmm. Um, no father is perfect, except for the father. God the Father. Yeah, yeah. And and so I just try when I I try and picture like, well, what would a perfect father look like? And that's kind of how I get my head around God the Father. Um, but I also it, this was a personal challenge for me. I think some of us try and we gravitate toward either the transcendent God, mm-hmm. the one who's way up there, or the immanent God. The personal near mm-hmm. God, we tra- gravitate to one of the two. I used to gravitate more toward the transcendent God, more distant, um, not in a bad way, but just had a harder time connecting with the personal God. Mm-hmm. And so I changed my prayer pattern to start with instead of Lord to start with Father. That didn't translate right away, but it was a new habit that um, started with that behavior or that that pattern change first, which eventually helped me really, helped it really sink in, Mm -hmm. that He's my Father, Mm -hmm. and He's safe, and He hears me, He's always listening, He always wants to hear from me, and He's the perfect provider, Mm -hmm. so, and He loves me perfectly, so He's always
2: wanting my good. All the characteristics of God Mm. can be wrapped up there, and so, anyway. Yeah. It's important to acknowledge that when you're talking to other people, Mm -hmm. as you're considering the Trinity, not just... Mm -hmm. man it's fine he's a perfect father but acknowledging that there is a lot of pain and legitimate
1: i think that's a big hang-up for
2: a lot of people yeah
0: yeah how how can god the father be loving towards me because the father in my view is not loving a Mm -hmm. loving Mm -hmm. you know or it's an imperfect or someone who's hurt me or and so i think it's important for even for us to recognize like you're saying hope that we need to remember that with who we're talking to, just really get to know the person you're talking to about this and have that in mind, but also to frame our definition of father from God and Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. define God by our definition of father, you know? And so So making sure that we're having God be the one, it's kind of like our conversation about, um, lenses or, Mm -hmm. uh, false stories. Yeah. False stories even, or how we know truth, how we know truth, uh, uh, big faith what was epistemology it? epistemology yeah, and metaphysics right. just this idea of how how can we know what's true well if it's i'm defining who god is based on my experience mm-hmm. that's going to cause a lot of problems right. but right. if i'm letting god define himself and have that tell into my experience
1: um that can actually bring a lot of life um can we back up just a second though? yeah can you redefine epistemology and metaphysics? We talked about it probably in the last not. episode. <laughs> <laughs> but just in case someone is listening to just yeah. this episode. So epistemology,
0: help me out here. How do you here. know?
1: How do you know what, what you know, know? is how true? How do you know, what you know, you know? know what's true? Mm-hmm.
0: And then metaphysic is what is true. Yes. There's mm-hmm. a truth out there. So what is that? Mm-hmm. And then the epistemology be how do I determine that? Mm-hmm. And as believers, we go from metaphysic to epistemology. Meaning, we go from here's the truth, yes. i.e., mm-hmm. the Bible, how God revealed himself to us, and that is going to determine how we decide what's true. Yes. Right.
2: Yeah. No, just like you were saying. So we don't take how we define God the Father from our perception of yeah. fathers that we know yeah. here on earth, but mm-hmm. from the Bible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Totally. We're learning more about the Father today, and so
1: I think we should spend just a minute talking about why we we've talked about a little bit what why is it important to know god and who he is why can't we just say he's god jesus died for my sins like why can't we just
2: leave it at that and
1: why does it matter to distinguish the three yeah
2: i think knowing how each of them operate and specifically the father being the source Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. things and being the sender and the initiate not initiator but He
0: initiates. Initiates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good way to say it.
2: Yeah. And also,
1: if you're going to say, I love somebody, and in this case we're saying, we love God. Yes. I do. Then (laughs) we should know Him. Mm -hmm. We should not, we should do what we can to speak of Him accurately. Yeah. And back up what we're saying, that we, back up that statement, that we love God.
0: Yeah. If you claim to know someone the assumption is that you know that mm-hmm. person. And so if I have my friend Hope over here and
1: I claim hey. to know Hope. Um, but then you say she's an Enneagram form. Yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> <say. laughs> Bringing it no back around. No one would
0: ever mm-hmm. do that. That's what exactly then what you does. might question how well I know Hope mm-hmm. or other people know me. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so if we're going to say that we love God, I think that's when we connect what we know about God Um, with loving him is because, I mean, that's why we value this learning that we're doing is because we love God and we want to know him. And so the way that we're doing that is trying to better describe him and better understand how he's revealed himself to us. And so part of that is he's revealed himself to us as Trinity, as father, son, and spirit. Um, And so learning what he says, uh, what he says he's doing through that and how he's revealing Mm -hmm. himself through that just shows that we're pursuing him because we love him,
1: um, to speak about him clearly. So we've talked about this class that we're in a, a few times already. And before this class, I would have said, I just want to keep things simple. I don't need to know all this fancy stuff. It just yeah. complicates things for me. And I don't really get it anyway. Um, it's for smart people and I don't, that's not a way that I would label myself. <laughs> um, we can talk about that more later when we share our testimonies a little bit. But anyway, um, these last four years, learning about God in depth and taking the time to understand more complex things about Him has grown my love for God mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. I can't even yes. begin to put it in words. It's mm-hmm. just been extremely life-giving, yeah. which even- I never saw coming. I just wanted to understand the Bible more yeah. when I started taking it. But what has turned into is a very large love for the Lord that I cannot quench. Like, I just want to keep knowing more and more and more. And it helps me love Him so much more. Yes. Yeah.
3: I was going to say the same thing. I think when I first heard the word Trinity, I had no idea where to even start with it. Mm -hmm. And um, a really great book, Delighting in the Trinity, that that was amazing. It was a game changer. And it really helped change my perspective a little bit and deepen my relationship and my understanding Mm -hmm. and love above all else of the Lord.
2: I've never had read a book outside of scripture that made me feel more loved Mm -hmm. than reading Delighting in Mm -hmm. the Trinity. Yeah. Just creation was just this expression of God's love the, from the Father to the Son that overflowed. That book is by Michael Reeves, yes. yeah. in case you were interested yeah. mm-hmm. in checking that out. So then,
0: think about what you were saying, Hope, is that creation was out of that overflow, because we were saying that He was Father before He was Creator. Yeah. So then, why—let's talk about that. Like, why did He create—I mean, if He was perfectly happy being Father, Son, and Spirit— Yeah. Content to love the Son through the Spirit, no need for creation why Why did he create us? Why did mm-hmm. he create the world?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: anybody I would say just I guess based on what we've talked about in class in this book and then what we see in scripture, um God has eternally existed as Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and they had have always had this perfect communion fellowship within each other. Mm-hmm. And so it was over that, out of that, English, um, (laughs) out of that overflow of love for each other that God created, just out of the abundance of that love. Mm -hmm.
0: Abundance.
2: Abundance.
0: So then if God created us out of an overflow of the Father's love for the Son, then He's been loving from the beginning. Like God, who He is, is love. I know in, is it in John, 1 John, says God is love? Somewhere in there. (laughs) In the New Testament?
1: Somewhere. 1 John four seventeen. Yeah, oh, there no. it is.
0: <laughs> uh, God is love. And so he reveals himself as that from before creation, mm-hmm. that he's been loving the Son from before creation. And so I think it's important to know that um, God in his being is love because of how Trinity is designed. Um, mm-hmm. And so we get to model after that as his creation yeah. to be love and love each other just as the Father loves the Son through the Spirit. So... Um I think it's just cool to know that really cool. as mm-hmm. the identity of God from the get go,
1: not that He has a beginning, but <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, well, it hurts the cool? brain. I know. It does. Speaking of, we brain, don't have a compartment for that. Yeah, no,
0: of no beginning, right? Yeah, no. He's <laughs> he's unbegotten, if you will. <laughs> unbegotten, what? Eternally unbegotten. What does Etern- that mean? Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so speaking of specifically God the Father, He's unbegotten. So he, there's no... No beginning. Beginning. Like, we're all born, right? We have a beginning. God yeah. created the earth. That's the beginning of that. There's no beginning. In Revelation, it mm-hmm. says He is
1: the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He yeah. is. There is, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Nothing is the beginning of Him. He is the beginning he is the everything. beginning. I was
2: trying to remember what man, person, woman said, but... Describe the Father as the fountain, like the source. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, which is good imagery when you're also th- thinking about the overflow of mm-hmm. love, but no beginning. So, He is the source. Really quick, I
1: feel like we just need to say what the other two persons of the Trinity yeah. are, what
2: the words for them are. Mm-hmm. So, the Father, source, mm-hmm. the Son, mediator, mm-hmm. the Spirit,
0: sealer, mm-hmm.
2: or applier,
0: a mm-hmm. helper, helper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they each have a role, and in every divine action, the Father is always the source, the one sending, the one it's from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Son is always the one that it's through, the mediator, the word. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the Spirit is always the one that's sealing it, applying it, uh, bringing it about, in a sense, in us, right? It's by the power of the Spirit. Um, So I think that's helpful in seeing... In, as you're reading the Bible and seeing God working in Trinity, it's not going to say, and God is Trinity here. It's just going to show that God is working from the Father through the Son by the power of the Spirit. Yes. Um, and it's really cool to start seeing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed.
1: So how do we take the information that we learned today and bring it back to sharing the gospel? Because we're going to talk about that every week and give you a tip every time for how to tie things back to a gospel conversation
0: yeah well i think partly of what we were talking about earlier just remembering who you're talking to like that god is father but he's the one that defines a good father and just remembering if someone that you're talking to may not have a good father so just being aware of that as you share the gospel Mm -hmm. with people
1: um you can ask somebody in conversation if you are sitting down and having a more in-depth conversation Hey, what was your family life like? How was your relationship with your parents? Or and then, you know, they'll talk about their mom and dad, presumably. And see if you can say tie back to yourself and your own relationship with your father and see if you can get to a I'm so grateful that I have a perfect father and I don't have to put the pressure on my earthly father to be something that he can't be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And to to tell someone that that God, Trinity, created you out of love. Mm -hmm. Um, He has so much love within himself that that you were made, and he loves you, and he's inviting you into that love Mm -hmm. by inviting you into the true story. And then you can share um, the story of how God is love and has been love from creation to um, what will be revelation. And So um, being able to tell the story of Scripture and show how God has been working from the beginning, from the beginning, um, as father through the son by the power of the spirit. Yes. is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So just, um, as we mentioned before, some good resources for this, uh, Delighting in the Trinity by Michael Reeves is really helpful. Um, it's a very approachable book. Um, I think it's, it's good at distinguishing the roles, but also showing that God is Trinity in scripture. Um, And another helpful resource is the Knowing Faith Podcast. They um, do a good job of talking about the Trinity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) They're a lot smarter than we are. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) So if you want like a little more uh, in-depth information on it, that would be, they've got a couple episodes, I think, on Mm -hmm. Trinity.
1: Yeah. Um, So yeah, check them out. Also, real quick, if you we do want to invite you into these conversations, and so if you have questions, you can email us at today's table podcast at gmail dot com. Right? Yep. I great. Didn't know That'd that. be great. <laughs> we would love to have questions that we can respond to you with. I I don't don't know.
0: know. (laughs) We'll take a shot at it. We're learning with you, but it would be cool to hear what you guys hear and what questions you have. And it can spur on our learning as well. Absolutely. Please help us learn more. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Well,
2: until next time. Talk to you all soon. See you later. Bye. Bye.